0: Welcome to Everything in Between, and we're your hosts, Siobhan and Sam. And this week we have a special guest with us, Monifa Ellis. She is a sex therapist based out of California, and she will be sharing some of her experiences with us in the field. So, Monifa, thank you so much for joining us today. We're really happy to have you. Thank
1: you thank so you much you. for having me. Yes,
0: so can you tell us a little bit more about your background?
1: Sure. Um, all right now, I currently reside in Los Angeles and I practice in Los Angeles. I'm originally from New Jersey. Um, I originally came out here as a professional dancer so doing jazz, ballet, hip hop, the whole spiel. And then I picked up a lot of odd jobs along the way, You know, just trying to pay mm-hmm. the bills. So, Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> at one point, um, I was a phone sex operator. Then I went into doing, um, working at a sex shop, then I started working with women. doing all the workshops and the educational stuff there and then I started thinking like oh I can do this so then I went to school got a degree and now I work with um I do sex therapy and sex addiction treatment um my partners are sex addicts and I work a lot with couples and um individuals dealing with um uh sexual identity issues basically anything under the sex umbrella
2: That's right. So I just wanna make sure everyone knows that when she said sex shop, nothing illegal. So that was (laughs) illegal. And
1: And it wasn't one of them dingy like dark sex shops either. It was more like a boutique. Like it was it was nice and classy.
0: Exactly, exactly. And everyone, like, that's pretty common. Well, I guess, I'm not sure how it is on the West Coast, but I feel like here on the East Coast, when people say sex shops, especially in the New York area, everyone kind of has the same idea in mind. Now, she would have said sex dungeon. That would have been something a little bit different. (laughs) But how we actually got on the topic... how we got the topic of dead bedrooms was that I was telling Samantha I had recently joined Reddit I'm very late to the party I had never really like I guess I heard of Reddit but I didn't get the point of it and I thought that it was like for just men and they talked about hating women on there but I got on there and I started reading all the different people's stories because I love to like hear what people think what's going on and different people giving advice and analyzing situations and I stumbled onto a Reddit that was I don't think it was called dead bed rooms but the particular question that I had came across was a dead bedrooms and I was like what people are married and haven't had sex in 15 20 Mm -hmm. years oh yeah that's just okay and so it was like down a rabbit hole I just started reading and reading and you're like oh my gosh how does this happen so have you seen within your practice or just even in learning people that are experiencing this as well
1: um constantly Uh, That's uh, probably one of the most popular things um, that people come in for is um, dealing with, I guess, dead bedroom. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's mostly, I mean, there's so many different reasons as to why that can be happening. It could be, you know, they just had a kid and now they're trying to figure out what that life looks like. Sometimes there's sex Mm -hmm. addiction in it, which people think is weird because they think, well, you can just have sex with me. But a right. lot of times if someone's an addict, they necessarily don't want to have sex with their partner or they feel like what they what they want and what they desire is just, a you know, they don't want to ask for it or they're ashamed of it or whatever the case may be. Um, low testosterone, low estrogen. Like, yeah, it could be hormonal. It, like the list can go on and on. There's or maybe they just don't even like each other. <laughs> you know, maybe wow. they're cheating. Who knows? Right, yeah, I mean that's it comes interesting. Up a that's-
0: lot not even something that like you would cross your mind like oh you know we really don't even like each other but that's definitely a valid point what i was right away miss i'm thinking if you're in a relationship with someone you want to hope that at least you genuinely like that person for the most part but you know that could be an issue um that they just don't like each other they're yeah
1: right. and sometimes people get married too quickly Mm-hmm. Uh you, huh. And you, when you're married, you don't necessarily have the same marriage for the same, you know, for ten years. You know, your marriage okay. changes over time. Like you can have, you know, five different relationships with the same person, in wow. a marriage.
0: I mean that's definitely true like obviously I'm single people that listen know I am very very single but when what you said I could see it in my parents like I'm sure when they first started dating when my mom was 16 you know this very different relationship before having kids and just the trials of life that you go through with somebody um, uh-huh. but what I was finding was a common theme on the reddit was that the people were mismatched in their sexual drives. So somebody Uh had a really high sex drive and they wanted sex every week and the partner was like, well, I can do once a week and it's just not enough. Like, what do you recommend people do if they, it's not an issue that they don't like each other. There's nothing medical going on. It's just the desire for sex with one person is not as high as the other. How do you fix something like that? Because I find most people just tell them y'all need to break up.
1: Yeah, which is terrible because there's more to your relationship than just sex right Um, Right. not saying it's not an important part but there's more than that and when their drives are different like that you know first off i always like to ask like how did you get together like how was it in the beginning Mm -hmm. like were you matched at one point and then somewhere something happened where your drives went off like maybe someone got laid off from work and they're just not feeling it at the moment because sometimes people look at that the sex as being the problem but 10 times out of 10, sex mm-hmm. is not the problem. It's a symptom of whatever mm-hmm. else is actually going on. So if your drives aren't matching up, there's usually something else happening underneath that because it probably didn't start out that way. It didn't start out with your drives not matching up. And for someone else, that might be completely different. They might be like, mm-hmm. when I'm stressed out, I don't want to have sex. Right. So I'm that already that. is going to be a, sh- it's going to be already a shift in your relationship because you both probably be interpreting stress differently. You'd be like, I'm stressed, mm-hmm. come on, I need to do it. And they'd be like, no, they yeah. can stressed out about the same thing, but you're both interpreting it differently. So now right. to the outside, it might look like your drives are different when really it's, you both are stressed out. So it's mm-hmm. like, what's actually happening under that? But I see that all the time, everyone's like, well, you know, my drive is different than theirs. Like the sex is the issue. And it's like, but the sex is not the issue. Like, there's something happening underneath all that to bring you to that symptom. That's just how it's rearing its head. How
2: does it it go to a dead bedroom from there, you know? How do we get there?
1: People just assume that, like, you know, that our drives are different, so what's the point Mm. of even Mm -hmm. doing anything? Or they don't talk about it. No one talks about sex. It makes everyone nervous Mm -hmm. to talk about it. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's probably the number one thing. So, well,
2: that's not a good question. How how would you talk about that? Like if you were you know uh, counseling a client who took or pair a couple that had this issue mm-hmm. and, and you immediately realize it's just because you guys haven't communicated on you know sex. How would you? What what are some tools that you can give to us to open those doors of communication?
1: Be honest. Because nine times out of ten, that person is thinking the same thing. They just don't know how to talk about it either. Like, it really is just as easy as just saying something. Most people won't even just say something because we're so trained not to talk about sex. Um, Hi, I feel like, um, you know, we're not having enough sex. And I don't know what's going on. You know, Mm -hmm. just saying anything, whatever's on your mind in that given moment. Um you know i had one couple who her um her significant other was never initiating so he wasn't performing oral sex on her ever okay. and so they came in to treatment because she just wanted to have some oral sex turns out <laughs> what happened was he was anxious over her because she has had some medical issues before and um. At one point it wasn't smelling you know as good as she, she would, he would like it to smell. Okay. And oh. he didn't want her to feel bad. So instead of her not feeling bad, he just avoided it altogether and didn't say anything. So then once we brought oh. that issue into the room, she was like, "I'm a big girl. Like I know that I have this going on. Like I'd prefer you say something to me so that I can go fix it instead of you just avoiding it right. altogether. And once he's brought it into the room and just said it, then everything was good after that. Like wow. that would on be a whole nother a doozy level, doozy, everything though. changed. <laughs> hmm? That would be a doozy, though.
2: I would be uncomfortable with that one too. I would just be like let's break up.
1: I don't want <laughs> to talk. <that." laughs>
2: no, it and is it is
1: really uncomfortable. True. It is uncomfortable, but that's that's the whole point. Like you got to be prepared to have them uncomfortable conversations exactly. if you want to be sexually mashed with somebody.
0: Exactly. And I feel like that's one area, like not with the sex, but like just with the communication where Sam and I differ. Like I'm like, we need yeah. to sit down and discuss how are you feeling? Like, let's talk about it. And Sam is like, Nope, I don't wanna talk about it. Like, don't say those things to me. So it's always like interesting to me when people don't wanna communicate something like that. Cause it's like you want it to be enjoyable for both partners. But something that um had popped in my mind when you were talking was Like, so how are sex therapists trained? Let's say you get a couple in your office and you discover that some of the underlying issues that led them to sex therapy are something that's not specifically dealing with sex. So maybe somebody had trauma in their childhood or maybe somebody has some like other psychological things that are not directly related to sex. Are you able to help them with that or is that something that you have to refer out for?
1: No, my training still falls within that. Um, lots of times, once again, sex is always a symptom. So, people will come in, and sometimes there is a hidden trauma. Lots of times, there is a hidden trauma under it that, um, you know, they either didn't deal with or they just thought wasn't that bad. Um, mm-hmm. Like for in- for an example, one client, her, she never initiates in sex, and she doesn't know why. Like it always just feels like. It's never, um, she just never takes charge. She doesn't like being on top either, where she has to have control. She um, doesn't feel comfortable with any of that. So as we were talking, turns out her stepfather used to take her out of his bed, out of her bed at night when her mother was working and put her in his bed. And she would pretend to be asleep while he would do whatever he would do. So with that being said, you know, she gives up control. So she's not going to initiate anything. Mm -hmm. Now she's an adult. And when it comes time to, you know, initiating sex, even though she enjoys sex, exactly. She just lets them take control and lets them do everything because that's just how she's she's interpreted it.
0: And, you know, mm-hmm. what's interesting is that I feel like, and thank you for sharing, it's like a lot of people don't know that sex therapists are well-trained for everything. You know, they think it's just, okay, I have a sex issue, I'm going to go to a sex therapist. But that's really, you know, good to know that you guys are trained to deal with the whole person and not just this one aspect of this
1: person. Um, and, and adding on to that, um, sex therapy is just the... Um, The focus, you know, all of us are trained therapists first off. So we're trained to deal with anxiety, depression, and whatever else, like all the quote-unquote basic things. Then sex therapy is just where you start going more into the sex stuff. So, you know, I might have an idea of how to work with trauma. If it's, you know, a really huge, huge trauma, then yes, you might have to work with someone else and do like EMDR, which is... um yeah you know deep-rooted trauma specialty work but um if that's not the case then it's like you know something more lighter not that what I just told you was a light trauma but I can tie that into how that affects her sexually now Mm -hmm.
0: absolutely and so what tell people because again like I had said earlier most of the things that I was reading um was like, okay, you should break up with the person or leave. Do you think that people can work through their different sexual libidos? Or is it just kind of, okay, you've reached this point where you're not going to be able to w- make it work with this person, you need to leave?
1: Honestly, I think that depends on the two people involved. Like if they really love each other and want to work this out, then yes, you're going you're to be able to work through each other's libidos because you want to be with that person. But if it's not that serious to you, or you love them, but, you know, leaving them is, you know, you're okay with leaving, then then no, you're not going to. Once again, the sex is just the, that's just the symptom. So if you're willing to just leave, then I'm pretty sure if the sex was good, you probably would still leave anyway.
2: Hmm. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. So when, can you speed up your libido? You know, like, let's say... Your libido was slow when you first met your partner. Is there like exercises that you can do or something <laughs> to help speed up your libido? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: No, there is things just like how you know for men they have Viagra that helps improve their libido. Um, mm-hmm. women, there is a pill. Um, oh, wow. there's a female Viagra pill for women, they don't advertise it too often, but um, there is a that pink pill that does the same job. <laughs> well no it just means honestly a <laughs> uh, little sidebar when it comes to male sexuality and female sexuality there's a whole lot more resources when it comes to men and yeah. there's just not many resources when it comes to women so um we need to have a full yeah that's revol- just the world that we live in
2: yeah, <laughs> it's just expected for us to like lay down and take, you know, bad sex Like I think that, you know, either a conversation with you in the past Or somehow Siobhan and I stumbled along these um, statistics That 75% of sexually active women do not have orgasms I was floored, you know, I'd leave you If you can't, I'm not touching <laughs> I'm not that chick I won't do your dead bedroom I'm not gonna be that I'm not that chick like I think that for you know me the way I see sex I value that in my relationship if I get older and you know going through menopause and things just slow down I mean that's just a natural progression of things but I'm still young and I still you know if I'm gonna get married not but if I'm gonna be in a committed relationship I do want to have Good sex, you know, with you. I don't want to cringe
1: when you touch me. You know, I do that. Absolutely. And adding on to that, because um, a lot of women say, like, how you say, like, they want to have good sex, but because women, there's also women that have never even touched themselves to orgasm. So when the views of sex, when it comes to men and women, it's automatically just different. You know, mm-hmm. women. Traditionally, it's you know it's just for your husband, you know pleasure is not necessarily a thing. So yes, we can say we want good sex, but then what is that? When you turn on porn, right. the man is the beholder of, of all the sex. The man is what makes this sex so wonderful. So yes, as women we want good sex, but then at the same time, women don't know how to communicate that to the man, and then mm-hmm. at the same time, men think that they're supposed to just know how to do it because porn told them they could. So it's just one big old. Cluster fuck. Sorry, <laughs> we can't curse no, on here. Fine.
0: But no, we can. <laughs> we can, and we have definitely let it fly. We can so have <laughs> a question, because you know if somebody doesn't have that background to say, okay, like I know how to have sex, I know what to do. Are there like sex classes that somebody can go to, or like technique classes where they can be like, okay, oh, I point. want to, you know, make my partner, you know, happy in bed what can I do to fix this situation? Or is that where sex therapy comes in and you would learn that in the course of
1: therapy? That's one way of doing it. Um, Yes, there's always classes. Um, Like I see people advertising things all the time. Um, I used to do my own coaching, my individual sex coaching business, um, where it was, actually I still do do it sometimes, but I would have like go to parties teach girls, you know, whatever it is, that, whether it be their anatomy, oral, or whatever the case may be. Um, some, I know there's a sex shop out here called the Pleasure Chest, and they have a lot of workshops and classes there. Um, but yeah, if, and, and then there's, you know, the internet, I mean, if there's ways that you wanted well, to do it, I, they even I, have...
2: I don't know if this exists, Monifa, but you would mm-hmm. be the right resource So, I have either read a book or seen a movie where they have people who come together and they have a sex person watch them have sex to give Mm -hmm. them tips on, you know, Mm -hmm. proper positioning, etc. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Does that exist? That that
0: exists. Yes, that does. No, see, that Um, sounds
1: like... Mm Mm-hmm. No, I, I was thinking of what the proper name for that is. Then, in addition to that, there's also um, you can also do surrogate sex partners, what is where that? there's a profession. So just like how you have a surrogate pregnant woman, mm-hmm. it would be the same where you, the person that's uh, the surrogate, or I guess the therapist in the situation, but they would they could either watch and give pointers like how you were just talking, or they would also step in and they can tell you what you're doing wrong and what you're doing right
2: so but that is just also or by or, or just like position the body through it
1: wait sorry with, is it by what was the first showing one? like by they, showing like they get oh, yeah, in there no, like actually getting in there yeah oh, so out. they would have is sex that with your legal? partner mhm
2: yeah it it's, well, be it's, it's called a,
1: it's called surrogate sex work you can google it it's a thing
2: oh man so, you know, we've
0: just like, opened a whole door <laughs> But he's the, like, I think, like in theory, like when you hear it, I'm like, okay, if it's for educational purposes, this is your therapy, and you're trying to get better, and <laughs> your you're trying to work on your. No, up. right? Like you're trying to work on your relationship. Like seriously, like let's say some people you're married for twenty years, and you're like, I don't want to give up on my marriage. Like I want to do whatever it takes. Yes, but mm-hmm. then I feel like in theory I wouldn't want somebody watching me Like I feel like that would cause problems Just knowing there's a third person in the room You know
1: I feel well, like that would be really hard Just, just record like it with or? any treatment Was that? So are they recording? Sometimes they do Did They record and then
2: send it to the therapist To watch later or something
1: I don't know if they do that That would, oh. I have I mean I'm not going to say it. it isn't, I don't know for sure But um just like with any treatment, you have to do whatever you feel comfortable with. You know, right. no one's saying that that's the treatment that you go to. You might not be comfortable with sex therapy, but you'd be comfortable going to a class. Like, whatever it is, you would have to do whatever feels comfortable for you. If you guys are at that point where you're like, you know, all these classes and sex therapy's not working, we need someone that's hands-on, then that's mm-hmm. the direction you would go in.
0: Right. That's different. I just I've never heard of that before, but I think I could see the benefit to it I think I like the idea though better of like somebody if somebody has to be there then they're like watching you and then when it's over everyone discusses you know you could have done this technique this way you could have moved that way maybe like put pillows in this position kind of like tactical suggestions um, I think is really beneficial for some people
1: I mean for sure like yeah it just all depends on what works for you that's what it comes down to Mm -hmm. there's all different ways but people like you said you never even heard of this like there people don't talk about it because I mean people look down on it Mm -hmm. there's even Mm -hmm. um, now they have um I don't know if you've heard about it they have people that cuddle like you pay this person just to cuddle with you and the therapy world it was like this big huge deal and people are like oh no like people like really turning their nose up at it and I'm like but if this is someone that hasn't experienced touch in years Or, you know, they're a widow or widower and, you know, family has died and they just want someone, just want to be touched, just want to be, you know, there's a lot of therapy in touching. Mm -hmm. So what's the problem with that if it's therapeutic for that person?
0: Right. And you know, what? like at least the short clip that I had seen on it, it's not sexual in any way, like it's not actual Mm -hmm. therapy. And I know just from experiencing, you know, COVID and this isolation that we're going through, I'm a hugger. And I, Mm -hmm. I always knew that I was a hugger. But I also am realizing that like, in just in talking, I touch other people a lot. Like I like that physical contact and connection. And so not being able to do that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait till this is over because I'm going to squeeze everyone. So I totally see if somebody's <laughs> life, you know, is years and
1: years without physical
0: contact. I see how somebody would seek that out.
1: Mother and grandmother died and like this, his mother and wife died in the same week or whatever. And he was just depressed. Oh, wow. So cuddling helps him with that. Yes. What are you saying, Sam? Right. great.
0: It's very nurturing.
1: I forgot. Oh, oh okay.
2: I'm
0: sorry. But I think. Um, was it about the cuddling? That's no, okay. Uh-huh.
2: No, but, but I think, it was. It was like a. It was a sidebar to that. Like you brought up the cuddling, and she said something. And I was like, "Ooh, ooh!" And then I should have written it down, because now it's gone
0: into the ether. Well, maybe <laughs> it will come back. But definitely, I think <laughs> that is something. And so. I don't know if you can do this because it's out of context of, like, therapy. But like, let's say somebody is having trouble, like, sexually connecting with their partner. Is cuddling something that could be recommended just getting that touch? Because I feel like endorphins and different chemicals within your brain are released just from being touched by someone.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things I like doing a lot with couples is a thing called sensate focus. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) So you're familiar. You taught it to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I do it a lot with my couples because um, it helps bring things back down to just like ground zero. So whether you know you have a schedule of, you know from the smallest basic thing all the way leading up to sex, but it might take a month or two or whatever the case may be. So the first week is just looking into each other's eyes and touching, but no touching of anything genital or sexual areas and with clothes on. Then the second week, you know, you have that, but now you're kissing, but no kissing on the lips. So, and no kissing in genital areas. So you're still just getting in touch with each other. And then it takes off that whole cap of, you know, you have to have an orgasm when you have sex and all that pressure and stress Mm -hmm, of, mm -hmm. you know, trying to make Sam have an orgasm because Mm -hmm. you don't want to break up. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I want to talk about your penis smelling, but I will tell you that I did not orgasm. We got to fix it. I will say that.
1: <laughs> but yeah, though, the sensei focus just brings in just the touch. Because lots of times when people have sex, like or when it's bad sex, there's not really much of any foreplay. They're not right. touching each other and just enjoying touching each other. They're just mm-hmm. thinking about the actual physical act of penetration, and that's not romantic. Like, yes. just, just, no, just go yeah. to penetration No.
0: Right. Yeah. And you would want to think that once people are like fully formed adults, that they would have an idea of this. But again, newly found Reddit person, it's very common that people are like, my boyfriend just wants to go right into it and he doesn't, you mm-hmm. know, think anything is wrong with that. And it's like, no, you need to build up to See, that. And, and I also think. People interpret foreplay differently
2: so he, while she's like he just went right into it he's like what are you talking about
1: you know mm-hmm. what I mean like
2: I, I kissed you here here and here before that you know but she's wanting probably like you were saying before Monifa more touching more of this and it's just a communication issue I remember my question but I'll wait till you finish okay, your great.
1: oh no that was basically it yeah I don't know if I described it Perfect you enough, were, but it were just going yeah. through like week two, you
2: touch and oh, yes. without mouth.
1: And the, kind of, these are just examples, like I, I mm-hmm. change it according to whatever that couple's going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just an example, but then week three, it might be touching with you know just your shirt off, or and then you build up and build up, and now maybe you're having a massage, and but massage will close on, the massage will close off, and then you know, touching of the genitals, but only with your hands and no mouth or, you know, but no orgasm, like it just keeps building and building and building till you can't take it anymore. And you know, now you have sex and hopefully a a wonderful orgasm at the end of it.
2: I don't even have a problem and I would still do this. I don't even have I'm just like Yeah Yeah, it's fine Just because Yeah Just to get out of the Monotony of what You know the regular deal That you do It's good to break it up With stuff every now and again When you're in a long term Mm -hmm. Relationship Absolutely Okay So my question was Can people Okay Okay This may be A little bit graphic So listeners Under 18 Please turn off you shouldn't be listening to this anyway. <laughs> They're definitely going to anyway, listen
0: now. <laughs> You're like, I want to hear
1: everything she's going to say.
2: <laughs> so let's say John Doe is terrible in bad, like he's a what I like to call, um, what do you call that? A hammer, you know, what jackhammer. He just hammer, and just all right, that was awesome, right? Can you really improve that?
1: Of course, you. can. And not for nothing, I, I, I would think that Mr. Jackhammer no one's told him anything this whole time and he you would love really do that. for someone to tell playing? him something are you most joshing most men yes most men if not all men want a woman to tell them what they like because they've just been watching porn and porn just tells them that they're supposed to know everything and not for nothing women are expecting them to know everything so what happens is the women don't say anything but they're like the sex is bad he's a jackhammer and mr jackhammer is like i'm just doing whatever i've think I'm supposed to be doing and I've had no complaints so I guess I must be doing everything right but if a man if a woman can be like no this is what I like men love that like oh like because so, now they know exactly what to do which means that you're gonna have an orgasm and they can improve upon that so yes really sure.
2: so what good. if they're what if they're okay I'm this is my last thing on this what if their penis size is small and it's just no improving that but I really
1: that do also depends on, huh? What was that,
0: Siobhan, What'd you say? I said positions. You can change position. Pillows. They have like wedges you can buy.
1: Mm-hmm. Wedges. There's that and mm-hmm. yeah, wedges. Um, they're sex pillows. Um, yes, yeah, so I know Where exactly what you're go? talking about. They come in different. They come in different positions. So a wedge might go like under your stomach, so your butt oh. is hiked up more. So okay. entry would be different. So they might hit the G spot better from that Mm -hmm. way especially if someone's smaller Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah there are definitely things that can assist with that and not for nothing if someone has a small penis but someone has very strong emotions with them Mm -hmm. then you know and they find different ways like maybe it's friction you know rubbing against the clit while having sex so -hmm. that way they still orgasm anyway you Mm -hmm. know there's still ways around that if you actually love that person and want to work this out you will figure out different ways to get it done And the penis size won't really be that big of a deal to you.
2: There you have it, folks. There is no impossible (laughs)
1: situation,
0: apparently. There you
1: have it. It depends on the individuals.
0: Yes. And I think the key part, like at least for me, like I know I have to be okay in my head. Like I can be in my Mm -hmm. head a lot. So I think what Mo said about if you love the person or if you really care about the person and you want to work things, like make things work with that person, I think it's very different if it's something, if it's like somebody that's just like, all right, like I need to get this and then you go on about your life. Or if your like relationship is kind of on its way out and you don't really care, then I think you're like, okay, I'm not going to put up with this, but I feel like, and I want to believe that if you really love somebody you'll work through it.
1: I mean, cause think about it. If the sex is really good and you don't get along with that person now you're just sticking around because the sex is good. That's not good. Yes.
0: That's not good, but it happens. Mm. We have... what well, happens I say all We've the time. all been... <laughs> we've all been there.
1: <laughs> <But, laughs> we no like, first person, it's of like, course. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Me what over here was like... Was. I wasn't supposed <laughs> And at the end of it, you're like, ugh, right, shouldn't have happened. done that. But if the <laughs> nope. sex isn't good, but you and this person are truly just into each other, then you can at least work on that. You're not going to break up with that person just because the sex isn't good.
2: Hmm. Right. Yeah. well <laughs> so <laughs> question i this came to me as you guys were talking um friends with benefits we had a show about this uh it should be called friends with one benefit because it's supposed to be just sex or whatever mm, that's but funny whatever. that's true um so these friends that have sex with each other it's very 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 strange concept but how does that work, do you think? Like, how can they, because we just finished the conversation on how mental is a big part of, you know, sexuality and intimacy. So how, how does that work? Like, if you just, you know, blam, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like, really, can women and, and, and men achieve uh, a common goal in that situation long term?
1: Probably not long term, just because things evolve, You know, one on one end or the other, someone's gonna start feeling something, but short term, most definitely. Um, But yeah, because even if they're saying long term that they don't feel anything, that's probably not true because naturally you're developing a relationship with this person. That's automatically just gonna come along with the territory.
2: Exactly, Hmm. exactly. I agree with you. So that's why I'm like, I think people are confusing this thing with one night stands. Maybe Because I mean I can't see a long term Friendship And just know Like oh I don't care We can leave each other You know whenever And you're having sex continuously Like that's
1: Yeah weird. I mean Just scientifically That's not gonna work You're sharing There's certain hormones That go off when you have sex Like mm-hmm. and that's happening Repeatedly over and over With the same mm-hmm. person You know You might not be aware of it But you're gonna feel something At some point Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. It may not be enough to start a full relationship, but I mean, definitely something. Yes, Once someone's going to feel something. Yeah.
0: Thank you for, for sure. It,
2: so.
0: Well, ladies, thank you, Monifa so My much pleasure. for yeah, joining us absolutely. this evening we are so happy that you were able to come on and i'm sure if you're yeah. willing we would love to have you back on in the future because there's so much that we could talk mm-hmm. about in this arena um but can you share with everyone if you feel comfortable where they can reach you find your work maybe even connect with you
1: sure um you can always look me up on psychology today um if you just want a little profile i'm working on the website just i'm lazy with that um, I also work at the Banyan Therapy Group, B-A-N-Y-A-N-Therapygroup.com. Um, you can find my profile and bio there, um, and that's where I practice at. And then I also have a little coaching company on the side called Peace Wellness Collective. You can follow me there.
2: And Wonderful. we can post all this stuff on our Facebook and Instagram for you as well, so you all can easily click and find
0: her there yes well this was definitely an informative you know time together formative episode Mm -hmm. thank you so much for coming on and we look forward to working with you in the future so thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next week